You're listening to the Doug Stanhope Podcast. Lund, can you hear us? Yeah, you guys sound good. Lund, Tracy's here too. Hi. Hi. Oh, there we go. All right. That works. You look kind of wet, Nathan. It's hot, man. I can't have, you know, I don't, I have that box fan and I don't want to have it on because I'm sure it would be loud. Yeah, that's going to be the issue with this. <laughs> it would not help. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only audio issue that I foresee. Right, do you guys use video at all, Doug? Uh, rarely. Patreon. Patreons. Smartcasts. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to start doing video for you. All right, good. Guess we already started. So yeah, we are, are right, started. What's in. the name of your podcast? Because this is a swap cast with the Doug Stanhope podcast and Chubby Behemoth, the new hit podcast coming out of Denver, Colorado, starring Sam Talent and his friend Nathan <laughs> Lund. I knew I knew that name, and then when I saw your face, I go, "Oh, I definitely know that face." I mean, it's not the one we're seeing, but it's the your your default picture on Skype. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I looked like that for a while. I think last time we worked together at the the Oriental. Oh, so you did get a guest set there. I just I just looked up your name in my old email. Did you get the email I just sent you? No. You asked for you asked for a set in uh, Reno in two thousand and eight, and I didn't reply. So I just replied now. <laughs> we talked. We actually talked on MySpace. <laughs> we we ended up connecting on MySpace. I opened for you at the Zephyr. In Reno, and you you hadn't done stand up for a couple of months. All right. So yeah, that was the first time we met. Was uh, thanks to MySpace. <laughs> are you logging back into your MySpace? What are you doing? No, I was looking for that email, but that's oh, probably yeah. probably an old email. Yeah, I'm sure you sent it to like uh, Go Wolfpack <laughs> UNR class of two. Th- what was it? 1987. Yeah, when fuck graduate. Fuck, fuck UNLV class of uh, 1998. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you used to live in Reno? Yeah, I went to college there. So I was up there 2000 to 2004. And then I just hit you up when I saw you were going to be in Reno because I figured it was a cheap flight from Vegas. I fucking love Reno, but the crowds there. The last time, I think it was my 50th birthday, I played there, and it was great. But otherwise, every other time we played Reno was fucking atrocious. Yeah, I could see that. I didn't I didn't do much stand-up there. You know, I didn't do it till after I graduated college. But, uh, yeah, it's just college kids and then cowboys or, like, you know, locals, deadbeats. You had a lot of fun in Reno, though. You would come out of blackouts being hosed down by police. College, yeah, the college experience was good. A lot of drinking and, uh, yeah. sexual assault. And then a little, <laughs> yeah, those cops were not gentle. I did, uh, <laughs> I did blackout. I got kicked out of a bar. I, oh, man, that was a whole nightmare. I, tried, I was at a vice principal's retirement party because I worked at a middle school, and I got too drunk. And I like was flirting with a girl and then she said something and I like pushed her face a little and everybody, every, everybody, <laughs> pushed her face? I pushed it a little like, like jokingly, but also I was drunk. So, and I didn't know her. So like everybody got <laughs> pissed at me. And then I, the, the guy that was retiring wanted to fight me and I, yeah, we almost that was got one into of the it. Students, right. She was 13. No. 
it was a <laughs> it was a teacher, but but uh, he, it better. One of our frontline heroes, can you hand assault <laughs> in her face? Yeah, I, we, I got in trouble there, me. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was I'm not not, not a good look. He pushes uh, Nathan Lund says he pushes a girl's face, <laughs> and the host laughs. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were doing the safety. <laughs> I thought you were saying two points. <laughs> yeah, almost as good as if I would have kicked the field goal. But uh, yeah, that, yeah, I ended up wandering the streets of, of Reno for a couple hours, and then a cop picked me up, and they they took me to the drunk tank and hosed me off because I had shit myself. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and I came too to them hosing me down and like laughing at me. You can't and, even uh, get that done for you at a at a five star hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they wa- Yeah, the next day. They, you know, they gave me my freshly laundered clothes. I thought I was going to have to, like, you know, throw everything away except for, like, the shirt and pull it down low and walk home. (laughs) They they had to do do my laundry. (laughs) They should have made you walk back Winnie the Pooh style. Yeah, yeah. Just (laughs) having to wear my shirt as pants, you know, (laughs) because it was the only thing not caked and shit. So a word on the street is you don't drink anymore. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, one of the stories that led me to eventually quit drinking. <laughs> decades later, it was only fourteen years later, right? <laughs> yeah, I almost quit drinking several times, and then it finally stuck. Uh, spent almost four years. Are, are you one of those drunks that none of your friends try to talk you off the wagon? Oh, I'm always trying to get him to drink, dude. I'm constantly <laughs> trying to get him to drink. We used to have so much fun together. We still do. You know, I'll watch him do puzzles or whatever. Uh, I'll watch him. I'll watch him complain on Facebook live. But uh, no, yeah, I always want him to start drinking again, and he won't because he's strong or whatever. Well, we had we had a lot of fun, but I don't remember a lot of that fun. You know, it's second secondhand fun <laughs> that I was there for. So. That was part, you know, I mean, it was a good time, but I felt like it was just, man, it was just turning into a a real nightmare to deal with the hangovers every day and like trying to do a bunch of stand up while feeling like shit. I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> yeah. You say real nightmare. I say the time of my life. <laughs> you well, with your shirt off, dancing in the squire <laughs> and girls saying you were too sticky to touch. <laughs> yeah, no, it. I'm glad, glad for nickels at him. Oh yeah, so, yeah. salami <laughs> slices. We go buy, uh, we we buy lunchables and whip the meat at his bare nude body. <laughs> McDonald's pickles. But yeah, we we're making a lot of money that way. But yeah, no, I'm I'm glad <laughs> glad we did it, but also glad to to move on. I don't know. Well, uh, as long as you're happy, we're happy if you're happy. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> I want yeah, Sam, on back. <laughs> Sam, so, Sam selfishly wants the party. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I, li- I still like smoking weed and doing the, you know, mushrooms and acid, and still have a good time. He also went through a real manic period where he was uh, pulling ni- pulling knives on our crowds. He was like completely batched. He was climbing trees and pulling knives on the crowd, and that was a lot of fun. That, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on stage, man. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, there was a couple of months where I was real feral. And uh, <laughs> and luckily, people, I don't know, people got scared and talked about trying to get me to go to a hospital or something, but it didn't happen. And I was able to come out of it. Just yeah, you kinda... took that nurse hostage. 
<laughs> one of my demands was that I not be arrested. And so that, <laughs> that, that, that worked out. They <laughs> yeah, no, you're doing good, Lon. I'm happy for you, man. Not. And you're in Denver. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Me and Nathan used to live, we lived within 40 feet of each other forever. We shared a bed for like a year. Not in a, not in a fun way, just in a fun <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> Out of necessity. Yeah. Financial yeah. hardship. We shared everything and saved a few bucks that summer. Yeah, that was. Oh, a- yeah, that's the thing. If if you're not a drunk, I can't count the amount of like, guests said I drove all the way from wherever well just fucking sleep in the bed if you don't care i don't give a fuck but that's because you're passing out yeah no uh, one's so getting if, curious fingers when you're blackout drunk and you don't give a shit who how sticky the guy next to you is he's no. gonna be gone at 6 a.m or he <laughs> fucking better be or he won't work in this business again <laughs> but uh yeah I, I would assume that's tougher to deal with a sober guy well also lun's about you know 280 and i you know i'm the Massive shit you've been calling me since I got here. So I think I've been calling you fat every night when I well, we've been getting high too. We have it's weird. High makes me a happier, but still more abusive, but with a big smile. Yeah. You're like if your dad has a good job and he beats you, as opposed to if he like, you know, <laughs> works in the mines or something. It's like you're coming home from a Fortune five hundred company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stone Stanhope is pretty great, man. <laughs> a lot of uh, wide-eyed bewilderment and just grinning, as opposed to uh, you know rallying against the Jews when he's drunk. <laughs> Saying it, Hollywood rallying yeah. or railing. You've been rallying. Rallying against the Jews. Yeah, That's... remember you got your car out and you did laps around the flag <laughs> of Israel. <laughs> Doesn't even make no, sense. No, you you were right. <laughs> yeah, Sam Sam says a lot of weird he instead of saying wandering, like if you don't know where you're at in a new town and you wander around, he says wonder, like wonderful. He says, Oh, I wandered around for a little bit. I'm like, no, you didn't. What are you talking about? It's two different words. I was walking around with wonder. No, no. Yeah, I was enchanted by my new uh surroundings. I thought it was dude, I was so dumb, I thought it was pizza hot until I was like twenty two years old. <laughs> He's just so busy that he can't, like, look at the sign in his, you know, there's, like, four things where he grew up, and he didn't know the name of one of the four things. That always that always gets me. Like, what you're so so busy, you know, excelling in high school and thriving that you well, I'd, didn't I'd know. Go into, I'd go into Pizza Hut so excited that I didn't have time to read the sign. I'm shoving old ladies out of the way to get to the lunch buffet. And then I walk out of there with sodium blindness from downing seven pies in an hour. It was no surprise I couldn't read. <laughs> I wish he fucked up that much in his book. <laughs> I, I nope. would be calling him all the time and going, I'm glad. Put Pizza Hot. No, man. <laughs> <not> an editor? <laughs> I did my father. <laughs> he was at one point deliberately looking for mistakes. And oh, yeah. He was just so mad at how good it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't find it. I'm, I'm sure I've probably said this, but I was looking for all the ways that guy couldn't be me. Yeah. And I, yeah, I said that. Already. He has kids. <laughs> yeah. And he does. He's always looking for Coke. Yeah. And yeah, he drinks in a park. Like right. who fucking drinks in a park? Who goes to a park? It's yeah, just terrible. He has kids and is looking for Coke. 
And you're always looking for kids after your show. Because <laughs> I'm all coked up. Because yeah. I brought my own. Yeah. <laughs> I'll meet you at the border. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a book, too. It's called Sticking to Your Time. And I don't know. It's, it's not... It's not a, it's not as wild of a ride, you know. It's more even keeled. <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that? I came up with it like I an hour and a half ago. I, th- I thought you were gonna say sticking to Nathan Lund. Sticking, <laughs> sticking nickels. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be an after-hours bar in Denver, and we'd get all tore up and go down there and drink until like four a.m. and Glenn would either get laid or want to fight like a 17-year-old boy. <laughs> that was a wild spot, man. Yeah, there was all kinds of weird shit going on in there. Yeah. Have, you, have you two ever had a beef? You and this kid, Sam Talent? We didn't like each other immediately because I think we were both like the big funny guy, you know, the smart, you know, a mm-hmm. bunch, of, bunch of references that a lot of people didn't get so at first it was like oh good another fucking giant and we kept getting mistaken for each other which was insane he's like he's like six inches taller than me he's like a whole yeah he's he's funny likable i'm (laughs) none of those things but we like both had long hair so everybody uh confused us for each other and that but pretty quick we started you know talking more and and we, we we eventually started hanging out a lot we should have tried to pull Realize. the switch on our wives. <laughs> yeah, we, ne- <laughs> we yeah, we, we never really used it for for any gain. It was no, always just like trapped. It was just some idiot at a bar that would be like, "Man, you're fucking hilarious. You got that one thing where you rhyme a bunch." And I'm like, "That's fucking Sam." <laughs> I, I I get that all the time with both uh Andy and Becker. Actually, uh, a lot of people. No, not that we look alike, but we'd get off stage and they'd give me credit in front of like Andy for a joke that yeah. he did. Didn't finish. And after he just died a miserable fucking death. <laughs> yeah. And like, not only does he not get any kind of like niceties from the audience, yeah. the things he did say that were funny, I got the credit. <laughs> I love that. One That's like the. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say at Lucha Libre and Laughs when we do the wrestling show, we people don't realize that we that we're both talking. So a lot of I think some people attribute everything to Sam. It's like some of that shit was me. Damn it. Yeah. We gotta we gotta try and stand out more vocally. He was just talking about Jeff Tate and how Jeff Tate didn't like him at first, and I wonder if he has Chaley syndrome where everyone uh, doesn't like uh, Mister Fucking Big Words here. Yeah, he's a lot. Well, and and he also was, uh, you know, Sam was was doing improv more than stand up at first. Ugh. Or like when I first moved to Denver, yeah. So that that made me be like, uh, I, I guess we're not going to be that close. But <laughs> we and and then you know we all we all would go to this open mic at the Squire, and it was a party. It was very like packed and loud, and and you, you could you could maybe get a good set now and then, you know, get everybody to shut up and listen, but, but it was hard. And Sam didn't really get into it. Like some of us did. So he wasn't going there for a while. I didn't know how much everyone was getting laid at the Squire. (laughs) That was the issue. I don't know if you had a good set. You got, you know, blown by a lady who looked like she was in the runaways. Yeah, it was worth it. That's why we were all there. Of course. You should have told me that instead of like, no, we're working on our craft, man. This is where you go to get good. But you look like him. You, you, like, 
ruin his game. <laughs> oh yeah, they I know. Think it was you, or you know, they get the mix up. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, that's when we could have uh, done it. It was Henry Phillips was the original one when we both had long hair in the mid '90s in LA, and he was like a guitar act. Like, if you don't know Henry Phillips for the listener, yeah, he does like funny folk songs and he's this softest touch kid, but we kind of looked alike. So he would get shit after a show at the improv. Like, those are not like a a road show. There's like 80 comics that go up as long as there's an audience. So people would come up to me and tell me how great my songs were and then fucking revile. Him. Yeah. Like you were disgusting. It's you like, took a oh. shit in the kitchen, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing now? Is he still around? He kind of yeah. gave up. He's just directing award-winning films. He kind of oh, fell nice. on hard times, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good for him. Oh, it's got that YouTube thing, the new one. Yeah, uh, Henry's. The, oh, oh, the uh, oh, fuck! I don't know the name of it. Uh, highway the Highwayman. Highwayman. Yeah. On YouTube, it's uh, yeah, it's episodic. I yeah, guess. Steve Gillespie was in a couple episodes, and Dave Wait. He really oh. had to scrape the bottom of the barrel to get some actors. Dave, nice. another guy that I was just thinking of that looks or did look at least like uh, Jeff Tate. Yeah, and they were both Cincinnati guys. And, he came here. Both, they both came here, yeah. Well, I think it's because Dave, uh, well, no, Jeff takes himself so seriously, but then he's wearing like a raccoon hat with ears on it and <laughs> fingerless gloves. And it's like, oh, you're and, like... And uh culotte jeans with yeah. crazy patches. Right, it's like, oh, you're the guy I'm supposed to like fear and revere? <laughs> and you're dressed like you're going to an anime convention? You're going to make me a balloon animal now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want a sword. <laughs> On the on the last couple of pods, we've been talking about Baxley Lund and how much we all cared about him. Oh, yeah, yeah, we loved him, and and then then he he wanted to get paid to do our show when he didn't do a set. It yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ruled. Yeah, no, he was he he was a good uh, guy to come up under because he was so funny and could drink and hang out, and uh, yeah, he, I told him I didn't have an open. What? Oh, do good. Just that you know, we would all get drunk and hear listen to Troy for sure. You know, for a long time. Uh, he told I, I I didn't have a like a good opener that I liked, and he was like, "Fuck up your name." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He was like, "Say say a different name. Say like Nathan Bunt." And I and I started doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was like, "Oh, sounds good, Troy." You know, I'm gonna be just like you. <laughs> fucking up my own last name. <laughs> How'd that hit in Gillette, Wyoming? <laughs> that was pretty solid. They didn't like it the second time, though. They didn't like the callback. <laughs> Man, one time we were at a festival in Denver, and this is when Lund was still drinking, and we weren't getting paid for anything, so we just drank all the beers in the green room. And I think it was a 4 o'clock show, and Nathan was closing, and he came out with his shirt off, and he held his shirt in the air. <laughs> He's all dripping, you know, wet. Yeah. He's, you know, nude. <laughs> he says, does this shirt make me look fat? <laughs> yeah, that, that was yeah, that was my opener for a little bit, but that was a, God, a, not, a not one that you want to become known for. I, I really miss those days of when you're a young comic and the audience was there to see comedy and not you. So you could just do fucking anything. Oh, yeah. I'd eat a whole fucking meal on stage. <laughs> Come out with your shirt off and hold it in the 
later drunkenly. Yeah. yeah, that was the last time you ate a whole meal too. <laughs> <laughs> you feel, yeah, that's I, I. You feel like there's an expectation that you have to meet because your fans know everything yeah. you've ever said, and yeah, that's pretty tough. Yeah, that, well, that that comes into play. Like when everyone put out their first CD, oh, that's the first like 10 years yeah. of my act. And now everyone has to be good. But the, 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 the other problem is, yeah, that first 10 years of your act, you never had to change your fucking act. <laughs> because- that's the sophomore slump with bands. They spend 10 years crafting their first album. And then they go tour and they make some money or they get out there and then go back in the studio. And it's like, now do that. You have uh, eight weeks. Yeah, the point is, by once once you put it out, uh, you're usually putting out your first CD because you've now got some kind of draw that's going to buy it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, for that first 10 years, you're just fucking off and taking off your shirt and eating spaghetti on stage or <laughs> getting <laughs> hammered. Write that down, man. Eat spaghetti on stage. Now you've got an opener, bud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what was your drink on stage, Nathan? 12 uh, Yeah, just, yeah, just the, all of the beers that uh, were free. I don't. I I would do whiskey uh, sometimes, but usually I would I would do beer. And I I got sick of uh, I got sick of drinking anything on stage after a while because it just is distracting to me. And I hate when people try to yell shit out. And I feel like every time you take a drink, somebody's just like ready to yell some dumb shit. So yeah, I I, I uh, at some point I switched from beer and shots. Like I think my first four. Yeah, recordings. I'm saying, yeah, can I get another Miller Lite and a shot of Jägermeister? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about those guys who take fake shots on stage? I, I've done that where the there were one-nighters, uh, TJ's in Mankato, I remember legendarily, where they just relentlessly send shots to the stage and they didn't care what your material was. They wanted to see how fucked up you got. Well, it's one thing, though, if the crowd's sending you shots... That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the guy who's like, let's take shots. And he's drinking oh. iced tea the entire time, <laughs> but he has 12 shots on stage. Yeah, yeah. So that hopefully he can sell more liquor so the club's happy. And then B, also sell merch at the end and probably finger bang someone who's blackout drunk. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I've never ordered fake shots, but I've said, hey, if they get relentless, right. fuck them, take their money. Yeah. We got to the point, though, where it's like, uh, oh, uh, Bob Doug's on, uh, someone in the audience wants to. I know. There's no sending. We don't do that anymore. There's mm-hmm. no sending because then it's someone else goes. Oh, let's send him a, a triple whiskey, and then the Jaeger. Someone comes to the stage. Oh yeah, there, I went through a period yeah. where I just like I, I said no more of these, and then I'm who's broke and doesn't yeah. have a. And, but again, it just turned into a big time killer and yeah. and an opening for them to get. And the waitress goes up right in the middle of a setup. Or oh yeah, blows yeah. The, the timing. So, yeah, it doesn't pay off. I mean, when you're young, free drinks. Oh, when me and Lund would go on the road and do, like, Brant Tobler's shows in Wyoming. Man, do you remember that? that remember, what is it, Retard Night? That night? <laughs> uh, no, but Lund and I had a thing where uh, he would, like, open, you know, like, if Lund went on first, I would go up after him and be like, what is it, Retard Night? You know, because everyone would laugh because they laughed at him. So then we had, do you remember the night when we were both like wasted and we made a bet with each other who could say it more during their set? And I was uh, Do you remember that? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we were like wasted and 
uh, I said it like seven times during my set, and whoever said it more got 50 bucks. And then you proceeded to say it probably 40 times in your hour. <laughs> oh, boy. Dude, it was it was one of my favorite nights out there. I'm That's sure that- another thing that just all the goofy shit you would do back then. And yeah. now you're just worried about, oh, did I do Call this bit last time I was in town? And I don't know if this closer fucking like you're you're trying to justify a 40, 50 dollar ticket. And you're not saying something 40 times in a row to amuse your friend in the green yeah. room. Because you're each splitting $250 total. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was so desperate to get out of those gigs when I was doing them. And now I think back on it and I'm like, fuck, I I wish I knew how good this was and how free and like fun and liberated this time was. Like the stuff you're talking about, not having any pressure on you. That's why I like when things fuck up outside of my control. Because that is the reason to go to live stand-up comedy, yeah. as opposed to a special that somehow is in a fucking 1,200 seater. And you go, I know that guy doesn't draw 1,200 in that town. <laughs> uh, and the waves of applause and stuff. Oh, I want to see, I, I wish everyone would put out specials that were, uh, no one, no one, it was just comedy night. Yeah, that's kind of how my special is It's coming out. There's like, we did... 40 people in Pensacola. We did JJ's Bohemia in Chattanooga. Yeah, yeah, we've been there. Yeah, so it's like I just wanted to get, you know, what comedy looks like in America as opposed to this is my special taping. Like that kind of shit. Because it's so false. Everyone's juiced. Everyone's crushing, you know? Yeah, so when someone vomits on the person in front of them in a live show, I'm like, all right, this has the the goofy kind of experience that I want, but you can't blame me for, you know, it's not manufactured. Not taking it seriously. Yeah. I take it seriously, but sometimes I don't want to. No. Yeah, Sam's just, Sam just started doing that. Uh, the the headliner coming back through, and everybody loved him, and so he has to worry. And I haven't gotten to that point yet. I just want to keep opening for Sam and doing whatever I want with no real expectations. <laughs> I don't have to do. I just know Sam's gonna like me, so I'll, I'll just keep. Uh, I'll be. Uh, I'll be your opener. And I'll do I'll do a shot for the troops, and I won't drink it. <laughs> we'll we'll fake it. Yeah, Lund loves the troops. There's a by fucking the way. just being a middle act is so fucking beautiful. Easiest money in the game. Oh, oh I miss middling. And I always I always would bury the headliner as hard as I could, or go down swinging and flame out. But God, I wish I would have taken my time and featured for a little bit longer. <laughs> I just wanted the extra thirty dollars. So I was like, oh fuck, I'm. <laughs> I'm not going to come back here unless I, you know, <laughs> for the, uh, you keep voucher. telling me like that it went from two to three. I thought that times you've opened for me where I don't remember you, but did you ever bury me? No, because uh, you had, I featured for you in Greeley and I was so excited that I had a fine set, but I was, that was 2013. And then I think you were so generous that the last time I did it, Ben Roy featured for you. You know Ben Roy? I know the name. Yeah, so Ben Roy's a fucking murderer. So I just did 10 up front and hosted, and then Ben came on, and then you went on. That's what the original. Yeah. yeah. And you said the really nice thing about, like, just uh, still in my bio, I think. You said, I love it when guys like Sam and Ben open for me, because I know no matter what I do, you already got your money's worth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, like, no, I, there's the, that, there are those comics who... Yeah, but I thought you meant it. No, I, I did. <laughs> no, no, there's <laughs> comics who bring <laughs> shitty openers on purpose sure. because they're going to look good. For me, yeah. 
<laughs> which uh, <laughs> I bring comics I love that I don't want to follow, and then they tank. Yep, it's a good business that, model, man. Well, uh, and then I get mad. I mean, I remember that time we had fucking Rob Dukes from Exodus throw out a heckler in Albany no, because that guy smashed the. Yeah, because the fucking guy was heckling Junior Stopka. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need an opener. Junior's not selling tickets. Yeah. I could do this show alone, UK style. I bring them out so other people can see them and appreciate them. And And also, hopefully, they get a couple more Twitter followers, you know, like, yeah, Yeah. you're doing them a favor. There's crossover. I mean, there's so many people who know Junior just because he was in front of you. But I get mad at the fucking audience. Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm paying for you to see this, you fuck. Respect it. And I'm like, I'm. I'm not leaving till that guy gets thrown out. And then there was no bouncer at this shithole club. Valentine's, I think it was called, in Albany. Luckily, the lead singer of Exodus was there. Yeah, all tatted up. And I'm like, sorry to do this to you, Rob, but you're the only guy that looks like menacing security. You're going to have to fucking throw that guy out. And he did. And it took about 10 minutes. And then the guy threw a cinder block through the front window after it was. While I'm standing there. I hope Rob said, this is your exodus. as he's <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that exodus. was after Rob's exodus from exodus. <laughs> he bought the book. He tweeted at me and I looked at his profile and he was the lead singer of exodus. He had like 1200 followers. I was like, oh man. Oh yeah. He Rob. had some stories. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that business doesn't pay as uh, we played for 10,000 people in Brazil. Yeah. In South America. Yeah. And then yeah. I had to get back to my day job. <laughs> You know, he's working in a radio shack <laughs> and he's pissed. Customizing <laughs> cars now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think yeah. he probably scrolled a little, wait, a little bit. Mm-hmm. What are you guys so drinking? Uh, vodka, soda, splash of grapefruit, splash of crayon. Uh, but we've been doing the edibles the last couple of nights and it's been Man, fun. It's been so fun, dude. You too? Yeah. Yeah, I ate an edible last Late. night, and we watched Video 43. Oh, oh no. Movie, it's called Movie 43. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, I think, I think I've seen it. It's fucking it, brilliant. It's insane, the cast in that film, and how just gross-out comedy the whole thing is. It's Kentucky like, Fried Movie, right? Yeah, but it's good, and with, like, yeah. you know, Oscar winners. Yeah, yeah. Like, Halle Berry has big fake tits. She's dipping in guacamole. It's awesome. <laughs> Fucking Hugh, Hugh Jackman has a pair of balls hanging off. It's really puerile comedy, but done by yeah. fucking A-grade actors. And there's one after another. Johnny Knoxville is in it. Mm-hmm. And it's got a 4% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Or yeah. what, what? That good? No, no. it's like the worst. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, this is a br- that's the that's second a time I've watched it in two months. I mean, it's a goofy movie that the critics hate. It's, it's, but aren't the uh, critics on those things people? Yeah, I mean it's people, and then also uh, it's it's. I think it's weighted by actual film reviewers have more say. Mm. No, like, there's two, there's so, two separate there's two separate numbers on Rotten Tomatoes, right? There's well, this is Directv gives you two different ratings. One was four, and one was twenty three. But there's so God. One's fans, one's critics, says my attorney in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, but I was like so stoned. I'm like, whatever you put on, I'm going to laugh at really hard. And then, <laughs> you know, Elizabeth Banks would be in one, and I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was fucking Irie Lund. You, how, you, you used to, like, go for the record of, 
of milligrams for edibles, but I know you, did you try to pound them last night? No, I ate 15 milligrams last night. I used to eat like 2,000 and try and test the boundaries. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a 50 that I uh, I ain't going to fuck with for a long time. No. And also, you know, that's after uh, Chaley spatchcocked a turkey and I drank eight beers with him and then switched over to white Russians or whatever. It's been a pretty debauched situation. And a lot of fly swatting. If anyone out there is wondering what life is like at Stanhope, it's a lot of him fingering jars of caviar alone because he doesn't want to share. And then also flotting swy or flotting swatting flies. Swabbing. One. He wanders around flotting swies. <laughs> yeah, he's coming up with his own language again. I smell toast. It's uh, all from the uh, dumpster of the Pizza Hot. <laughs> hey, how many callbacks can I make in one? That Pizza Hut but, thing was something I never told anyone for a long time because it was so stupid. Yeah, that's really bad. We've had a plague <laughs> of flies like fucking Amityville Horror, and uh, it's all been since Nathan showed up. I mean, uh, <laughs> Sam. Oh, hell yeah. At least even professional comedians, right, you know, fuck us up. It's well. It's nice to yeah. It's nice to have somebody like Stanhope be the one that mistakes us for one another instead of some drunken dickhead at a bar on Colfax. I had a guy say that we had done improv together a dozen times, and I was like, "That's not me for sure. I don't do improv. <laughs> That's Sam." Yeah, you punch so weird. Stomach. You're like, dude, you can say whatever you want about my friends or my wife, but you say <laughs> I do improv. <laughs> <laughs> Them's fighting words, brother. <laughs> well, I man, tweeted I- last night that uh, Sam Talent is a hipster who just couldn't fit into the clothes. <laughs> it it hurt yeah. a lot more than anything else he said. <laughs> yeah, he he tried to wear tight stuff for like two weeks, and it did not it didn't stick. Luckily, I don't know but how we got that got outfit tattoos, off of you. But yeah, and he knows a lot of big words, but he's a slovenly. Like, he looks like my fan base, but he knows uh, too many references. <laughs> Talking about fugues. <laughs> yeah, instead of, when well, he was out in Elizabeth, Colorado, where everybody either, like, stole a cop car or, like, huffed paint every day. And Sam somehow decided not to do either of those things and, like, read books and stuff. And he got cool. I've huffed. I've huffed a little bit. It's time in the stairs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was me walking up Black Knob today. (laughs) The rag was optional. Yeah, I used to know guys who would like huff uh, old refrigerators and old freezers. They'd get the Freon out of there. It's a long way to go to get the the product. It's not a fun buzz either. (laughs) The payoff isn't there if you're, you know sticking up HVAC guys, you should probably try and get sober. <laughs> I would assume that it's like a whip it. But yeah, but like it's like huffing even gas. Even a whip it, I don't think it's as volatile as Freon, like taking that into your body. No, I don't know. And then like with Tracy, we had we had, we had to make a rule that she couldn't do them standing up with it. Oh yeah, definitely. Because she fell over one time, she right down yeah. in Becker's house. But then it, like with I would huff Freon just 
mean, you gotta watch your landing there too. There's like tools. Yeah, I, mean, I would have Freon so it uh, my mask wouldn't steam up my glasses. <laughs> hot breath. <Yeah. laughs> like, oh, nice cool breath. Then they kicked you out of the Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're paying for all those refrigerators you cracked open. <laughs> You've been to this RC Willys eight times this month, and you haven't bought shit. <laughs> you, just, you just keep the. I'm gonna wait for the new model. <laughs> like usual on the podcast, I'm gonna have to piss soon, but I don't know since this is video if well, we should. This is gonna be a well. I was gonna say, should I have? Uh, Tracy or Valentina be a seat filler like in the Oscars, so it doesn't <laughs> look. I was, jeez. Oh, I thought that was an I, actual question. No, it wasn't an actual. The sexual question. tension between Doug and Shaley has been pretty heated, man. Do yeah, it. But wait till you see us fuck. It pays <laughs> off. <laughs> the last two podcasts, he's just gotten up and walked uh, into the next room, which is the bathroom, and continued to kind of have a conversation from the toilet. So I think he was trying to avoid that this time. Well, I think he's trying to do it anyway. He just wanted someone in the chair. Yeah, I, th I thought he was talking to his dick. He's <laughs> like, we're doing good, mister. <laughs> oh, he's a big boy. Yeah. He's a big boy. Stretch. Stretch. We will take a break. Do we, uh, do we have something to do at a break? No. I don't know if you guys have sponsors. No. No. Uh, I put the link on the podcast that went out last night to your podcast. Killer. But it doesn't come up yeah. in like a search. I know. Yeah, we uh we've only done four and we're just we've we've finally got the response from iTunes or whatever to get on. Oh, that'll so, help. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah, I don't we didn't release until <laughs> we got I got here. <laughs> I was like waiting for a reason to put okay, them out. Well, that's, so. that's a good reason. Too. Yeah, definitely. So we'll keep putting the links. Yeah, yeah. Look at the Stanhope bump. I did uh, remember one thank you, and I don't know who it's for. All the shit, this is the problem with the thank yous, is the funhouse is being redone and repainted, so everything is taped down, and all the shit that I had for thank yous, I left in the funhouse. So now it's all under fucking paint tarps. But one of them, I don't remember your name, but someone sent me, uh, he made them himself, uh, police uh, knee pads. Oh, yeah. And I see where you're going. Yeah, it's for when you put the knee on the neck. It says police. Like and it, yeah, I see where you try to be funny with that. I just I don't see where this goes. So when you're kneeling on a black head, their hair doesn't scrape your knee. Yeah, that was that was his joke, but it just doesn't really doesn't translate. Yeah, it just has the police logo. It's obvious. It's the band, the police too. So it's very confusing. <laughs> That'll be on eBay yard sale. <laughs> oh, that's up, by the way, right now. Right, the you know, the Miller Light sign? The Miller Light sign. Or Miller High Life. Miller Light. Miller Light? All right. All right, we're going to take a break so you can go uh, mop some of that sticky off your face. <laughs> Fly strip skin. He's never. He's rarely this red. He looks like a thumb that's been slammed in a door. <laughs> <laughs> Box no, you know who you look like uh, uh, to an extent is uh, Private Pile. Oh, wow. That's Can I get that? Let me do it. Nice. There you go. 
Yeah, what's that guy's name? Vincent D'Onofrio? D'Onofrio! Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you look like him in that movie, and then when I had my overalls, I looked like him in Men in Black 1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or a couple of D'Onofrio lookalikes. That's where the money is. <laughs> I, when I had longer hair, I uh, people would tell me I looked like Oliver Platt, which is so fucking random. Oh, I could see that. I sat next to him at Gotham. Uh, I can see Joaquin books. Phoenix, if you had yeah, a hair yeah. lip. You used to get that all the time. I got that a lot. One one girl got so mad when her boyfriend said that to me because she was a big Joaquin fan, and she was but not a big fan of you. No, no, she was like, she was like, no, you don't look like him. I'm sorry, and I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> she was pissed. I think you look like River Phoenix after they found his body. <laughs> I look, yeah, I look, <laughs> I look like River Phoenix would now if they dug him up. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go pee sitting down since I'm not in a hurry. Londa, uh, Doug just peed backward. He straddled the uh, toilet. Reverse <laughs> cowgirl. I I had a girl that I didn't know do that at a. Uh, she, we were at a show where there was just the one bathroom, and I was in there. And she came in and was like, I have to pee. And she sat and peed. Oh, no, she peed normal. And I thought the only way I could top her was if I if I did reverse cowgirl. I didn't know how to beat what she did. She was such a such a bold move. Uh, we, didn't, we did not know each other. It's it's really comfortable when you're drunk to just put your fucking elbows up on the tank. <laughs> you know, I, I could just sit here. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, so, Lund, listen to this. I have a pee story. I go to Horsetooth Reservoir every day and walk my dog until he's tired. Then I hop in the water. Usually when you're in the water, you pee, you know. But I was sitting on the beach after swimming, and I was reading. But I had to urinate again. And I just was like, well, I'm just going to see what it's like. And I sat there, and I pissed my pants. <laughs> Lund, what do you think about that? Sounds like a good move, right? Well, I assume because you could just walk back into, into the, the water, water and yeah. rinse them off. And I hadn't pissed my pants purposely, or at least sober, in 30 years. I uh, pissed my pants here on the driveway uh, doing mushrooms, like too many mushrooms <laughs> with Tom Rhodes. And we both were stuck to the earth in that driveway. Mm. And uh, I go, I'm just going to have to pee. And I just pissed, and Bingo came out and changed me like a baby. <laughs> I'm still clinging to the fucking earth because we're going to get sucked into the atmosphere. You never put up cameras in enough time. No. <laughs> That'd be good Patreon. Yeah. I really I am going to have to do mushrooms again. When I think about Tom Rhodes, I think about that old joke about penguins, how they mate for life and how we we can't figure it out when we have all these advantages and we all look so different from each other. So there's, there's a lot of options. But then penguins, they'll see their mate from, a you know, from across the, the, the sea and be like, there's my baby. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I had a I had a penguins mate for life joke a bit. And then. uh Greg Giraldo had one too, and I'm like, it's too late. Mine's already out. I think he did his first, but all with different takes, of course. Yeah. That's why he killed himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, that was my best bit, man. <laughs> Stanhope's always one step ahead. 
Lun, <laughs> <laughs> you peed your pants recently? Nah, man. Uh, I had a wet dream like a week ago. That was wow. A- wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's that's funny, man. Yeah, that's better. That's better than pissing your bed because at least you you know you came. But uh, yeah, isn't that isn't that random as hell? Just just yeah, I think because I go back to that venue. What was it called? Where if you did well, someone would blow you. Oh, the Squire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're 38. A week after your 38th birthday, you had a wet dream. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I think it's because I sleep on my stomach, you know? It's just bound to, ha- <laughs> it's bound to happen, you know? You have to or you'll drown. Or you sleep <laughs> in your stomach. Yeah, somehow my uh, my roll got uh, wrapped over my dick, all yeah. sweaty in there. You remember yeah. what you were dreaming about? Fucking my own belly. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just like, it, I don't know. It was just like where you... I don't remember most of my dreams, I think, because from smoking weed. But uh, I think it was just, you know, where you're interacting with different people. And then eventually one of them, like, will want to have sex with you. So you you start having sex and then you wake up and you came in real life. Is that when you rolled over on your belly? (laughs) It's too long to explain. And it's not because it's embarrassing. It's just. uh, But, yeah, I, I remember a wet dream where. It was a, a a big mentally ill black guy that I was friends with when I was 18 and moved to L.A. And he touched my penis in a cab and I had a wet dream from that. He was I don't, I don't it, this is 1985. Uh, so I don't remember the details. I just remember waking up terrified that I just had a wet dream about a man that wasn't even like plausibly attractive to anyone. Now you were upset because he was black, right? We might have been driving a car. I don't know. All I know is Antar, whose name I had to change in the first book. Antar. <laughs> that was the man's name? Yeah. Yeah, I went to an acting class with him and he was mentally ill. So he's an Antar. There you go. Come on. You can't put the ball on the tee if you don't win a whack it. <laughs> Sam T-ball. <clears throat> I am I have not uh, released any valves. A nocturnal emission, I believe it's called. No, but I haven't even uh, emptied the tank since I've been here. Uh, well, yeah, that's right. You're only 33. That's a, that's a stretch for you. Yeah. What is? <laughs> Four going, days. going a few yeah, going a few days without violating yourself. <laughs> yeah, without committing the sin of Onan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't want to. I don't want to be rude in the guest house. But then I also think about all the people who stayed in that guest house. And oh, yeah. they're, oh, they're probably setting the record in there. I thought you were going to say how many fucking security cameras are around here. <laughs> That's always it. Yeah, since Chaley put in security cameras every time before you jack, you're like, hey, wait. What zone am I in? Yeah. So if I have a wet dream, it's because I'm. Being a good guest. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, you get backed up. You gotta, you gotta do it into the. I've thought about this. The, the 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 least violating way that you can jerk off is directly over and into the toilet, uh, so that you're not like sweating in the bed and you're not jerking off and then touching all the sheets. You're you're just you're you're just directly because you, you're shitting yeah. in the toilet and shitting is acceptable. You know you have to. I'm, I'm so too you, tall. you you oh come, I'm too short. 
I'm too tall for the toilet. I'm tall enough for the sink. Yeah, I'm I'm way too short for the toilet. Not that I haven't done it, but then you have to fucking like you got to try squat. to lift up for the jizz to. Uh, otherwise, it's gonna dribble down the front like a retarded person's chin, like an antard. I had to, yeah, I had to hold Doug up like Uppy so he could jerk off in the toilet. <laughs> it was like he was peering over the fence to see the tigers in the back of the cage. <laughs> yeah, you do, there is some squatting involved, but... Uh... My legs are always about to give out whenever I jack, up, sta- jack off standing up. Yeah, I have I have that problem, but my legs are ready to give out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you sit like you're saying, you sit uh backwards, you reverse cowgirl on the toilet. You could jerk off into it while sitting. <laughs> That'd be yeah, that would be a w- weird downstroke. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's like you're churning butter. You know, oh yeah, handhold. It's a, it's it's a jackhammer type move. <laughs> it's it's vertical, but I mean, switch it up. Lund's master jerking off all over. Get the evil out. Lund were talking about one of our first podcasts, how much we hate horny guys, like horny adults. You said it. You said you said it so long ago, Doug, that uh, it's just a noose. It's just a a, a, a zit that you have to pop. You know, you have to lance the you lance the boil so that you get. Yeah. So you can get get on with your day. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, like all... adults who walk around talking about wanting to get laid or how horny they are. It's very upsetting. It is. Uh, well, comedians, especially oh, like, I, uh, Bobby Slayton <laughs> was a guy. <laughs> yeah, the pit bull of comedy. He says it, dude. The first time I ever saw him, he walked on stage and said the N word like five times immediately. And I was like, shit, I got to watch every set he does. <laughs> he, he says it all. Yeah. But I remember because uh, I was you guys' age thinking no one wants to think about someone your age fucking. No. So if I do talk about fucking, it's a it's a very negative place that puts the crowd at ease. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was fucking my wife the other night. Ah. Pass. <laughs> There's a reason that that's a cliche about seeing your parents fuck or thinking about your parents fuck. You're our parents. Stop talking about it. Definitely, man. Although I'd probably, you know, get a CCTV to watch you have sex. Just to... <laughs> Just like a case study for the next book. <laughs> I think we've talked about this. It's an anatomy lesson. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I like watching people that are good at sex have sex. Same with anything like sports. You know, people. Well, I guess, but if you're really bad at something too, I'll watch that as well. You want to so watch yeah. sex bloopers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah, bad sex or bad like yeah bloopers for sure. Yeah. Have you ever seen the porno bloopers? Yeah, they're never good. They, for some reason, I'm like, oh, they're having fun, and then I'm like, rock hard. I'm like, look, they're, they're really having a good time at work. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, they're on never teamwork. the ones you think, where someone <laughs> no. just completely shits themselves during anal. <laughs> like I've tried to watch the bloopers, but yeah. it's just banter. It's never like, yeah, oh, yeah. I think it's what it was. Yeah, they 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 quoted The Office, and I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just love to see people laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hate those comics. Yeah, the ones who were doing it for some kind of it's false a gift. altruism. It's yeah. a gift. It's a gift and a burden, man. I just gotta. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I 
I was, I was supposed to be a doctor. Yeah, I watch every fucking COVID report, hoping that it's fucking going out of control, so I never have to make people laugh again. (laughs) (laughs) I I told Sam the idea of doing a podcast, and uh, you know, once we're doing shows, it's with like no interaction before or after with the crowd, and then uh, you know, you just have to like get out of there, you know, instead of hanging out all night. I was like, that sounds like heaven, you know, the the perfect gigs. That's Hedberg. Hedberg would do that. Fucking yeah. just ditch right after the show, right out the back door. Oh, well, point. when I worked with him as kids, yeah. like these kids. He, he, it was a pressure that he felt he had to. I remember one time when he was like, he, there was a radio station that had a meet and greet where people fire <clears throat> calling winners after the show. And then there was a huge line of people just like, on the, the windows of the theater trying to like, how do we get in? And these five people come up and he's like, never, I'm not doing this. This, this is embarrassing. Yeah. Well, and he was the least social guy ever yeah. anyway. And yeah, always, he, he was like you. He, like someone goes, hey, write this on the thing you're signing for me. And, and he would be like, he would never do the same. He would do the same thing. Like, I'm not writing what you Hey, write. write it to Brian. You're a cunt for not being here, you fucking faggot. <laughs> I'm not writing that. I'm not writing that. Faggot with four Gs. Go <laughs> <laughs> get it. That's our thing. Yeah, I'm drunk. I love you. Yeah. And, you know, and that- <laughs> I had Ron White sign a bottle of tequila for my uncle after I was hanging out with him. And I was like, yeah, can you make it up to Tom? And he wrote, to Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Stay evil. <laughs> was it his tequila? Yeah, it was his tequila. Oh, yeah. But yeah, my, my uh, suburban good my suburban uncle. Stay who, evil. <laughs> who are some of the uh, good and bad headliners that you've worked with? Like where who was a cunt and who was like incredible? Well shit. Doug, you gonna answer? Well, uh, I, 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 I thought of this. Like when I was a kid, it was it has to be Todd Jordan. But I was like, Tara, like, oh, yeah, why is that? <laughs> Doug hates Todd Jordan. No, nice. well, I, I, I let a lot of that stuff go once I've <laughs> learned about real? mental. <laughs> no, I was a kid in Knuckleheads in Minneapolis, and he fucking threw a fitted, threw me up against a wall because I was trying to fuck a waitress. And you're the. This guy's like you that try to fuck every waitress and give us all a bad name. Well, I have a shot. Yeah. No, I was yeah. a kid. I was in my mullet years, baby. Oh, okay. You don't have a mullet for no pussy. Yeah. But uh, and then Todd Jordan married one of the uh, you know upper, higher ups at Comedy Works. So, uh, but I'm I, I'm trying to think who's of, incredibly hot. <laughs> like who I've had a. a oh like, yeah, Sam's all about it problem with i think neil hamburger was the one who was the worst of me i talked about it on the last pod yeah he was dick yeah, him as an Aussie too. yeah, yeah. R- ron white was fucking always beautiful to me yeah. i stole one of his lines on my early cd one of them not not from stage something he said in a, a green room not a green room, a condo, Oklahoma City. And, wow. you know, this wouldn't fly in this day and age. But the opening act was a, a girl named Tracy Brown from Houston. Never saw her before or since. Uh, 
and we're just sitting around after the show in the condo, drinking beers, and there's a lull in the conversation, and he looks at Tracy, goes, so Tracy, what are the chances of you turning loose some of that old pussy? <laughs> so uh, yeah, I I stole what are the. I'm pretty sure Ron used that line on Wendy Curtis like <laughs> six months ago, dude. <laughs> yeah, Ron was in town. I mean, he wouldn't. I don't think he'd remember. I was behind him at the grocery store, and yeah. he said that to the clerk. <laughs> <laughs> he said it to a judge one time. <laughs> His last divorce trial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me and Lund were hanging out with Ron White, uh, with our friend Aaron Urist, and we were all eating mushrooms. Me and Lund were fucking going in real deep, and the bowl of mushrooms went to our friend Aaron. Yeah, he had a, like a fucking ounce and a half of mushrooms ground up into dust, and he was eating them all day. That's the way to do it. Them. Lipping them like they were chaw. <laughs> and Aaron was like a total weenus. I get the bandits. Oh, the bandits are great. Yeah, the snooze. Yeah. Harris reached in and took a fake pinch of mushrooms and put them in his mouth. And I called them out right there in front of God and everyone. I was like, you're pinch fibbing. (laughs) And he was like, no, I'm not. I just don't want to get that high. I'm like, eat some or fucking get off the bus, dude. Another fake pinch. And I call, I still call him pinch fibber to this day. Well, that's what... Before you have to call me, hey, do you have a title for this podcast? Pinch fibbing. Oh no! Right to yours, the Jewish behemoth. Ron White was, uh, I mean, he's one guy that I never really considered like that wasn't on my radar. He's a blue collar comedy and stuff like that. But I've been introduced to people through his their friendship with Doug. Yeah, who I know them as friends of Doug's and not what they you know like Rogan. Never right. heard of his name before until he got the mansion. But Ron White was the most gracious motherfucker. I mean, he let us run roughshod over his fucking two houses. Yeah. We did in L.A. I don't know if you were I there for there L.A. And then uh, obviously Atlanta. He gave us to have as much fun as we wanted to. Yeah. You know? And Eric's and I did. Yeah, and then in the morning he said, "Oh yeah, I you know, I was drunk when I told you the tour bus is going to take you back into Atlanta proper. You're going to have to find an Uber." <laughs> we got golf carts. We got to hang out with his friend Tom Hester. Do you know Tom? Oh yeah, no, that's when I hung out on his bus doing mushrooms. I was uh, at yeah. dinner at Hester's house, and Dude. Hester in Austin says. Oh, I just get a call from Ron White. His bus is parked up there. He just got done playing a gig in Colleen. And yeah, we we hung out on that bus doing mushrooms all night. Not pinch fibbing. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he, when we showed up, Tom, when it was introduced to us, shithouse, because they, they got to where we were hanging out like hours before us and, and you know, that, that old crew. And so they started partying and we showed up late that first night and he was just like I, I just love Ron man I just fucking love I love all of you too I don't give a fuck and we he was the best right away we had so much fun with him well he wasn't the best right away we thought he was an old drunk fucking hack initially because all he would say was I love you Ron that's all he said <laughs> the whole well, time we were there and then we yeah. were hanging out with uh, Hester for the next couple of days and he was the man <laughs> Hester <laughs> so uh 
I don't know what the fucking thing is. Tom Hester is a fucking old school uh, uh, staple of Austin comedy. And he went to Greece and sent me. And I'm not really even that close with him. Like, it's not like we talk. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Hedberg knows him. Yeah, Tommy. Yeah. So so Hester went to like the Parthenon or something. And he he stole a couple of pebbles that like you go to jail for life if they catch you. Yeah. And I still have them here somewhere in the fucking crawl space. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, that's so cool. He mailed them to me. And I'm like, I don't even really know this guy. I mean, yeah. other than if I'm in Austin, I know to say hi and have a cocktail with him. But yeah, he had a great Camaro. <laughs> He, no, he, no, he kept being like, Let him you do a better Tom than I do. <laughs> he's got a Corvette. We didn't take it out, though. He he kept saying that we could uh, get a ride in it, but it didn't happen. But yeah, Tom, <laughs> he just fucking, I'm serious, y'all. He, there was a ship in the, the place we were staying at. There was this like uh, little, you know, a model of a ship. And he went up to it and grabbed like this little, uh, like a little placard and he just he, he acts like he's reading it and he's like this ship from the, in the 1800s was a big old part of the slave trade and uh and he just is talking gives this whole history and it was the wi-fi information it was none of it was <laughs> <laughs> it, it none of none of it none of it was on there but he just <laughs> he just weaved a whole little tale for us about this old <laughs> ship tom had a great joke he was like uh yeah, man, you know, I've been I've been dating some wild women. I mean, feral. Shit, they run up out of the woods. They eat the food out of my dog's dish. I mean, wild. He's <laughs> gay as hell. Yeah, he's, he's, never, the he's, he's never touched a woman his entire life. <laughs> I wonder why he was in Greece. Not by choice, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, went, he went to where they invented it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't had anybody be a real dick to me. Uh, that I can think of just like there's that vibe in the green room when they don't want the openers in there. And then it's like, all right, I guess I can get out of here. Yeah. I get that vibe the older I get, but that's because the openers always fucking talking over his friend who's the middle act, but yeah. it's a whole different thing. And Kurt, and then we do a good cop, bad cop where I come in hot and then if Doug wants him to stay, he'll go, no, no, that's cool. Jimmy. Yeah. Or- okay. He'll be like on the phone. Okay. Have you ever had a headliner tell you, A, uh, drop that bit because it steps on my dick, or you can't sell merch, which is even worse? But uh, Chris DiStefano, you probably yeah, don't. You know I, I, I only know him because I knew Mike DiStefano, who was yeah. one of the best. Yeah. And I always get confused. Chris DiStefano? Chris DiStefano. Yeah, Chris DiStefano. DiStefano, yeah. yeah. Who's very, very good comedian, but I was, I, he was not, he was not happy with me because I was trying to get my JFL set together. So I was featuring for him the whole weekend and I was just swinging for the fences and he was really mad at me. And then like on Saturday, he didn't let me be in the green room and he also told me to drop half my act. <laughs> and he wasn't even I watched his act too like he wasn't doing any of the jokes he told me to drop but he was just like no, the, you drop the funny exactly yeah and I just did the other funny ones and rained even more pain upon him wow yeah yeah he's very funny too <laughs> yeah alright and then sometimes the comedy works we'll have to open for like the girl code comedians 
And though Jesse May Peluso. Yeah. yeah, she was one of the. Oh no, I see. She's been here. Fuck podcast. No, no, Christina Hutchinson and uh, fuck. Now you're gonna make me look bad for not remembering the other ones. But I was opening for one of the Girl Code comics one time. I don't remember her name, or I'd say it. And she didn't even tell me to. She she didn't even tell me. She's had someone else tell me to lighten up on her, pretty much. <laughs> It's yeah. even worse when the club is the one who intervenes because they see yeah, how well, bad it's going. Uh, yeah, I've had that happen. Like I've gotten bumped from a half hour to 20 minutes. And then by the end of the weekend, I'm hosting and the host is oh, featuring. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I remember, uh, again, uh, you have to understand that I haven't worked in like comedy clubs where you have no say over who's with you in a long time. Yeah. So it's either locals that have promoted the act. If we're just using locals and we're not bringing someone on the road or the person I'm bringing on the road, I've brought on the road for years. But I remember when merch was had become a, a, a thing. Yeah. Like the opener saying, is it okay if I sell merch? Because a lot... And I'm like, what fucking headliner would say you can't sell merch knowing how little you fucking that's make? A, that's a polite, that's an etiquette. And the band's the same thing. If you're a headlining band, you have the most uh, real estate on the merch table. And then the, the opening bands should get something, but they can't have 18 t-shirts. And <laughs> they can't have like, a huge, when you were a band, yeah. the opening act or the local act that went up, Satan's penis goes up first, yeah. and then they've got seven t-shirts, five beanies, koozies, and you're like, get the fuck out of here. You yeah. get, you get uh, two square feet here on the end, right. and, but it's a courtesy. And anyone, any venue that has like like opening acts and middle acts like that, I, w- I would love that because that's a tip of the hat the old days of like, hey, that's what you do. You ask permission, hey, is this cool if I do this? I just want to check. Well, no, they were doing it because other people have said, no, you can't sell merch if I'm selling merch. You're cutting into my sales. And the only time I've ever, and it's always someone I know, asked someone to drop a bit is if I'm filming a fucking special. Yeah, yeah, that kind of steps on the dick of this. I also, when I'm on the road and I have an opener who wants to sell their T-shirts or whatever, I always do it. All right, so how about we sell one of my T-shirts and one of your T-shirts for thirty bucks? Great. Yeah, and then we both because he's going to sell. Yeah, we a lot do that more. a lot, and I'll sell more too because you're getting two for you know what they think is a bargain. So yeah, yeah that's a good move to do. Counting so much easier now when you have square or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, uh, guys, we fuck podcast. It's uh, Christina Hutchinson with you have yeah. and then Quinn Fisher. Yes. We did the All Things Comedy Festival with them when they. Actually booked us at the All Things Comedy Festival. Yeah, that stopped. <laughs> <Quit>. <laughs> yeah. All I remember is pissing on Ar- yeah. Ari Shafir, and I only remember that because someone sent me video it of it. My, uh, YouTube, <laughs> yeah, it just came yeah. up recently. Wow. Lots hmm. of the past. Also, that's another guy, like Ari Shafir, because I know that you have this whole brand where you're like mean, but you're not, you know? And Ari Shafir has, the, you know, he think no one thinks that he gives a shit about anyone but himself. He's never been nicer to me. No. no one's ever been nice. Like at Montreal, he took all the new faces out to lunch and told us like who not to talk to, who was a chicken hawk to avoid, <laughs> like what to say to agents chicken and shit. Chicken hawk. Yeah, yeah. And then he, and then he, and then he, you know, paid First a nine hundred dollar lunch. With Ari Shafir. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then he looked me up. He saw I was in Milwaukee and had me like cancel my gig in Madison and come feature for him at a giant theater gig in Milwaukee, the Pabst Theater. Yeah, Ari, great. Oh, and now you can't get booked back into that place you canceled, and Ari doesn't return your call. Sorry. Yeah, I'll never be back (laughs) at that Hooters in Madison. Uh, Yeah, I've genuinely had really good experiences with comics. Uh, But also, you haven't had to work with the people who aren't comedians and they're YouTube stars or TikTok people. We've had it, Ryan's. Well, yeah. no, we had to wait for that guy to close. Remember, he came to the green room. Wait, in Nashville? Slash uncle was a fan, and that guy could not be more bored on his face to be backstage at Doug's standup, like his sold out show. Yeah, are you talking about Nashville Zanies, yeah. where they had a, they had a seven thirty show, yeah. and this guy just pretended to be an old Southern grandma, but he didn't even put Southern on a costume. Oh, it was Southern Mama? Yeah. Ooh. That guy got his dick handed to him in Montreal. Did you guys see oh, that shit? That oh, that's the same guy? Yeah. 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 But yeah. Nashville, uh, his uncle, or whoever was like uh, the guy old enough to buy beer and drive, uh, <laughs> that guy and uh, his, the, the guy's girlfriend, they wanted to come backstage to, to see Doug after the show because they, I think they did two. He did an early, early show and then a, a regular show. And then we went on like at 10 or something. It was crazy, right? Yeah. But it was like maximize the, 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 the capacity for the, sh- for the shows at, at the venue, right? Mm-hmm. Put them in there. We don't care. Yeah. And well, there's no the green office. room in fucking Nashville anyway. It's the office of fucking. Yeah. And you walk right on stage at Zane's. Like we right. sold merch on the sidewalk at 1030 yeah, but, at night. But the green room is right behind the stage. Walk out the door and you're at stage left. All right. I, I was thinking yeah. that was the office, but still. So we're, we're roughly made. Yeah. That, you know, yeah, that's the, that office. the office. That's all right. Not at all. But uh, the point being is like the uncle was thrilled to be back there and this guy just sat there. This guy's just, just filming Instagram stories. I don't remember meeting that guy. Gone. <laughs> I couldn't. I. I, I I don't remember meeting that guy because I can't imagine I was sober enough to not talk shit. After the show, yeah. Oh, maybe I didn't know it was the guy. I also... He he blended in pretty quick to like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, you would have brought him back at that point. I don't don't appreciate you guys misgendering Southern Mama, all right? (laughs) (laughs) How how dare you? Have some respect. Put some, uh, put some... Two sold out shows. Yeah, of course. I think the first one loaded in at six. Yeah. Right? A lot of people are very dumb. <laughs> it makes sense that Mama has a big old crowd. <laughs> I want the, All right, I want, children. I, want, I think we did a podcast. Yeah, I think so. Nathan, don't fall for his uh, peer pressure. Don't start drinking again. You're doing fine. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. If you are going to fall off the wagon, though, come down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'll, yeah, that, that, that is the only place that I would consider getting <laughs> fucked up would be Bisbee. And then you'd go, I drove all the way for this. Stanhope went to bed at 930. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm up at 545 <laughs> and I'm doing all sorts of chores. Yeah, Stanhope cleaned the entire property today. It's wild. It was bleaching. <laughs> yesterday was my day. Today was his day. Yeah. Tomorrow's your day. Well, I'm leaving at 8 a.m. Oh, so. no, no, no. 
Are you going to Mark Marin me and lock the gates? <laughs> I was. That's weird. I was just when we were talking about uh, comics. Yeah. Mark Marin has never treated me bad, but yeah. he's one of those guys that I'm afraid of because I think that he hates me because I think that he thinks I hate him. Like this guy's as afraid of like Patrice O'Neill was a guy that. Oh my God, that guy could eviscerate you. If he wanted to take you down, him, Norton, they just, they're fucking good at finding your weak spots. I fancy myself good at that too. Yeah, but I don't think I'm that good. Patrice was like, I'm afraid when you no longer want me around. It will be evident after three cocktails. Tracy, we're leaving. Yeah, I've been waiting to get the boot. <laughs> Sam, you got to hose down the hose down the driveway. I will. That's I'm your, actually going to strip that, nude and cover myself no, in no, soap and water and roll up and down the driveway. <laughs> Human Listen, uh, we're going into our sixth month next week, and I don't want anyone cleaning for me because I am so good at it now. Yeah, you, you, do, you do better than the people you hire, which makes me angry when you say i'm gonna get this person to clean I'm like well julia yeah no, julia when her. she shows up late i do her. the whole thing i go it's not that hard and then you pay her? well i get her to fucking run groceries or something i find other things <laughs> yeah <laughs> find other things i hate doing for anyone we have a deep clean coming up when the fun house is done because mm. everything under those two tents has to be yep. blown off and then like unless the fucking monsoons come in and they're yeah. gonna get washed by God. And I like it when God works for me because he doesn't let you tip out. Is it for you or with you? <laughs> Against me. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, I want to say that uh Sam, you listened to Doug's new book. Yeah. That's gonna be available August 20th on Audible. Yep. Uh, no encore for the donkey. I downloaded it, but for some reason, I was wasted last night. Yeah. But I actually listened to chapter six. Doug, sounds great. Yeah. Uh, like audio-wise, I thought everything was fine. And uh, I don't know what they fuck. I don't know who has the patience over there at Audible to, like, realize there's a pause here that is necessary. I'm hearing that. I'm not Good. hearing like a Like a, just a... a snare drum up, up to the beat there is pausing that's going on there which is i think that's brian and uh our uh our director chelsea because i i was like even in my haze of drunkenness i'm like oh i'm not this is okay because i'm recording it and i'm always and sam talents running with the light running the light <laughs> running with the light <laughs> running the light on uh samtalent.com that's where you got fucked up SamTalent.com, but Twitter is at TalentSam with two L's. It's the other way around. I know, but he should have a fucking website that matches his fucking Twitter handle. Just get a new website. Squarespace. Have you tried Squarespace? I haven't since they stopped sponsoring us. My website's Uh, on Squarespace. (laughs) So is ours. Yeah, Yeah, as soon as you make it on that and you say it a few times, then they don't pay you anymore. Yeah. Also, the pre-order is live for the ebook. If you're listening to this and you've been demanding the ebook, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, it'll, running the light. Running the light, yeah. And running the light. What I was gonna say yeah. is, because I've been pushing it, but like when you watch fucking Tiger King or something, 
Like everyone watched that. Now you can go on Twitter and talk about it. Yeah. Wasn't this fucked up? Like now that a, a lot of you thankfully have bought the book, read the book. I'm not trying to get them sales. I want to fucking talk to you who have read the book on Twitter. First so read it. Once you, it's, it's like a good, uh, it's like Ozark. You watch the first episode. Oh, I'm going to be here for four days watching the entire three seasons. We're not talking Your about book. It on issues it, with Andy until everyone's read the book. And all, all four people have the book. I'm just waiting for them to read it because they don't have the time. I do that's what, like I, I said, I'm going to do press. I love it. For my Audible book. But after... Okay, I I want you on my podcast. I want you on my radio show. Not till you've read the fucking thing. Yeah. Don't try to tell me to That's tell you right. what it's about. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, read his fucking book after you buy it. Sam, you and I were talking about last night. Well, I think I was telling you that I thought it would be brilliant to make people, like what Doug said, read the book first because it jumps off into so many stories because other comics... If they read that book, they will have a bajillion stories that relate to something with Billy Wayne. Yeah. Or, wait, <laughs> Billy Ray. Ray. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Billy Wayne. But it is one of those things where if you did that, all these comics, they've got stories that like parallel all yeah, of that shit. Definitely. That would be in it. And they would only benefit to have a better podcast by talking about something that is personal to them based on your book. It's a it's a win-win. Yeah. It's a it, 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 just fucking tweet it at comics. If you're listening, tweet it at comics that it makes you think of after you've read it. Because the club owners, the yeah. fucking, this is the real road. This is not, I'm trying to get a fucking sitcom deal. Uh, LA. I'm toughing out long enough until my agent calls. Yeah. Spec deal. <laughs> Hoping yeah. to get on a boat. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you read it so quickly because I sent it to Nathan. And how long did it take you to read your best friend's magnum opus? Uh, I sat on it for a while. Yeah. What? Six months. Yeah. I didn't read it right away. Sorry. I, yeah. No, you're it, so it, it obviously, it obviously affected you. You're spiraling. You know, you're you know, who's not read any of my books, my wife, which <laughs> uh, by the time the third one came around, I go, all right, I'm going to open up about a lot of shit. <laughs> when I thought Doug signed on to read a chapter in mine. So I'm in. Yeah. Oh, did we nice. talk about this on a podcast? No. Yeah. Uh, well, no, he wants to get a different comic to read every different chapter. And I'm like, the I'm in. Beastie Boys did that, and it was fucking fantastic because you start by going, "That's Don Cheadle," and then at near the end, you're like, "You don't even know it's Don Cheadle. It's someone talking about something that matters to them." Yeah, that's why I'm gonna push it because I like the last two books. This was gonna be the one where we had all the people that were in it, but this one has fucking Depp in it. Hey, Depp heads, Depp donuts. Yeah, all that shit. Why hasn't he ever said anything on Twitter about the whole Johnny Depp situation since, well, it's in the book. They're, but fucking Manson, Rogan, and Burr. Yeah, COVID and I, fucked all of I COVID fucked it up. But the truth is, I was developing ulcers in my fucking Crohn's disease. Which I have neither. I was developing both, just thinking of having to ask, "Hey, would you mind 
doing the podcast version of this book. Well, coronavirus didn't fuck it up. Coronavirus has been a boon for me. Listen, I I think this is like, even when I was uh, talking to Hennigan, I think it's better that you were forced to do it all by yourself because it's of the personal nature of the book. I think the podcast version would have fucked up the whole flow of the book. Like the, the, it is, it's personal and it's, it's a, there's, there's a lot of shit going on. Whereas like if all of a sudden David Spade did a chapter, it might take away from that. Well, no, not like his. No, I'm not. I'm just but, saying for you. You're, this was this is. A very but to go book. into like what other people's yeah. memories of that event were, but yeah. we are going to do that for sure well, on we'll a podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah. All the people that are here for like the pilot shooting yeah. and everyone we can get from here, we'll do a podcast. We can still do that <clears> for people who have listened to the I audible it, book, and I love it. Sam loves it because uh, that, that validates it. Because, it's really uh, great, man. Yeah, yeah. I but think I, that, I uh, will ask people for. for for you. Hey, you got to read a chapter. Fucking you heard it David here first, Zell. guys. David Spade. <laughs> no, I mean, if you got to tell, dude, holy shit. Tells the guy. I don't Me think he love. can read. Oh, no, yeah. I'll give him, you know, 30 bucks or whatever. <laughs> we do for a podcast with the tell. We were going to do one. I know. I know we yeah, but he's only awake at fucking. He was going to be two months max. He's, yeah. he's awake at 2 a.m. He's looking for a new partner in crime, I heard. You know, he, got, he wants to bump some bump some mics. Oh, my God. That's a whole nother podcast. Is, yeah, let's do this. What, now? Yeah. All the people that are being outed? Sam won't leave at 8 a.m. if he's got David Tell on the line here at 2 a.m. Oh, I thought you were. I, he just he's led me into. He's talking about Jeff Ross. Fucking. Yeah. Maybe we talked about this the other night. You mean you're going to try and give me the second mic? <coughs> Thanks, no, no, Shaylee. I, I just want Doug to call David Tell at 2 a.m. Yeah. Thank you not leave at 8 a.m. No, dude, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll stay here for sure. Look, I'm going to send Lund up. He's going to hit my wife with the chloroform, and I'm going to stay here for a lot longer. <laughs> She'll be fine being a doctor. She doesn't need you holding her back anymore. You can stay down. <laughs> stay down there. <laughs> Hang out. Hang out down there for a couple uh, for a couple years, you know. You, she'll be fun. fine. <laughs> Lund, what's your Twitter? Uh, at Nathan Lund. Is, is it a locked account? No. <laughs> a, on a pending to see if you uh, accept me. No, no, it's wide open. Mm, all right. As are his DMs, ladies. Sure. Yeah. Get in there. <laughs> Lund loves nudes. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a shower. It's going to feel so fucking good. I'm going to hop in there, too. Thanks to all the Killer Termites for listening. And if you're a Chubby Behemoth listener, you know, follow Doug. He's the man. You know, we didn't intro him for a reason. <laughs> we didn't have to be like, oh, we got uh, Doug Stanhope. Yeah. We, we, I, I don't think we're going to. Uh, he said he would be willing to shave his head. I had some ideas. Maybe we'll talk about it before he leaves. Do the yeah. do the two separate mohawks like uh, no, I like the Legion of Doom. I, no, like uh, Legion, like uh, Hawk from Legion right. of Doom. I'm gonna get my comb because I had an idea. I woke up with an idea. No, tonight later. I'm gonna do an edible and then a. Oh, okay. We're gonna. No, I know yeah. where this is going. I'm tying yeah. it on tight so you can do whatever you want to me, Doug. <laughs> but I, I, I am gonna shave. Queer. Sh- shave his back. <laughs> See if you got the commitment to shave his back. 
<laughs> a weed whacker. <laughs> Lund, call Emily. Tell her not to wait up. Is that his wife's name? Yeah. He wouldn't give me her name. He gave me her number, but said, you guess. <laughs> her her, num- her measurements. <laughs> <laughs> Just she gives her measurements. Phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Nathan, go put on your fan. Thank you. Uh, with the Chumbawamba podcast. That's right. Called? Yeah. Chumbawamba. <laughs> number one Chumbawamba podcast. Just say it. Say it for real. Chubby behemoth. Chubby behemoth. It's, it's, the link there. it's what son of Sam called himself in his letter to the New York Times. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it always resonated with us for some reason. I don't know if it's because we're it's- fat, evil pieces of shit or not, but... <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Sorry, sorry, our career didn't work out, Nathan. But yeah, maybe in another life. Yeah, Lund, you could have been Andy Andrus if you would have <laughs> answered that email. <laughs> I I did the show. I'm out. I'm I'm out of this house, and it's mine. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Love you, buddy. I love you. Take us out of this bingo. Okay. Bye, bye now. <laughs>